Chapter 10 of Old Broadbrim into the Heart of Australia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Old Broadbrim into the Heart of Australia by St. George Henry Rathborn. Chapter 10 A Terrible Moment. Remember, you are to come back with the truth, said Beldemona the next day when she bade Jem good-bye on the edge of the ranch, prior to his departure for Melbourne. Jem was serving two masters, or, to be a little more correct, one master and one mistress. He was expected by the ranch queen to proceed to Melbourne, and there look into the trap-pit underneath old Danny's house, while Merle Macrae had his promise that he would go no further than Perth, where he would sojourn a few days, and then come back with a well-coined story. Whom would he obey? Master or mistress? Merle chuckled to himself when he saw the man from London ride away, and for some time he watched him with inward satisfaction. During the remainder of the week, nothing very exciting occurred at Ranch Robin. Beldemona thought that the secret of Jem's mission was her own, and she was as gay as a lark. Roland Riggs, the new guard, became quite a man about the place. No one suspected his identity. Old Broadbrim, in that character, was a man to be praised for he did his work well and became the best and most painstaking of the new guards. It was the third night after Jem's departure, and old Broadbrim was patrolling his beat some distance from the little copse, from which the bandits of the ranches generally made their appearance, when he discovered something dark moving along the lighter ground. In another moment, he made out the figure of Merle Macrae and saw that he was approaching him. The detective looked closely and started. Had he been suspected? and was the old enemy about to unmask him? Suddenly Merle, in the little moonlight that fell upon the region, stopped and turned his face toward the copse. "'Hands up!' cried a stern voice from the belt of trees. Merle looked toward Roland Riggs and seemed to appeal for help. "'Hands up there! We've come, Sir Nabob!' Out of the copse rushed twenty men, and the next minute Merle, with half-drawn revolver, stood at the mercy of the bandits." They had come to surprise Ranch Robin at last. Merle stood at bay till the band came, and old Broadbrim, crouching behind a tuft of grass, held his breath, but clutched his repeating rifle with firm hands. Merle was seized at once. His hands were tied behind his back, and then the bandits consulted. Suddenly, one of them turned to their prisoner. "'Where's the money?' he demanded. Merle's answer was a defiant oath. "'Come, we can't stand to be cursed.' Where's the money? In the big house or in the little one? You'll be a dead man in ten seconds if you don't spit out the truth. Merle did not reply. Stand him out there, Billy, cried the leader of the plunderers. There, that will do. Stand him with his face toward us. So. Now, Merle of the ranch robin, your life won't be worth the wick of a candle if you don't disclose the hiding place of Beldemona's gold within three seconds. Time him by the watch, Peter. One of the bandits who was a tall, well-dressed fellow, but whose desperateness showed in every liniment, took a large watch from his trousers pocket and looked at it. He won't betray her. He'll die first, said old Broadbrim, who breathlessly watched the scene. In that case, I will lose my map, and the chase across the sea will end in failure. The voice of the bandit captain was heard again. One, he said sternly. Merle did not utter a word. Two... The figure of old Broadbrim moved in the grass, and the rifle came up against his shoulder. He covered the group a few yards away, and then advanced upon it. 
Set him free, came over the gleaming barrel of the leveled weapon. The bandits looked up and then exchanged glances. They saw but one man, and he stood in the moonlight with a rifle to his shoulder. Release Captain Merle, repeated old Bradbrim. Shoot the prisoner. That will be release enough, cried one of the robbers of the ranches. If you dare, cried the detective, it will be worth your leader's life to issue a command of that kind. Nearer and nearer came the determined detective. Quick, we can kill the guard afterward, said one of the band in undertones. It won't take a minute to riddle him. The ringleader of the brigands issued the order, but at the same time the detective's rifle spoke, and the form of the captain of the robbers reeled away and tumbled in a heap a few feet from his intended victim. At the crack of the guard's weapon, the brigands scattered, for the Australian bandit is not overbrave under some circumstances, but old Broadbrim did not stop there. In another second, he was emptying the repeating rifle into the horde with some effect, but the unhurt ones dragged off their comrades and left Merle alone on the scene of battle. "'By Jove, it was well done,' he cried, springing forward and holding out his hand to his disguised hunter. "'I never saw anything like it, Riggs.' I thought you needed help, and so I let loose upon the rascals, and scattered them like chaff. Why, you shoot like an old hand from the States. I've hunted in the States, as I've told you, smiled old Bradbrim. They won't return again tonight. Not they. You've killed their captain, I think, for when they dragged him away he did not seem to have a spark of life in him. But we'll hear from them again. They'll want revenge now, but we're too much for them. The two men walked over to the place where Merle had been captured. I was making a quiet inspection of the lines by moonlight, explained Merle to the guard. It is necessary at times, for you don't know what sort of guards you get. But men of your stamp, Riggs, are worth their weight in gold. They're gone, sir. Over the ridge yonder you can hear the last sounds of their horses. Yes, when you get off tonight, come into the house, said Merle. And with this he left old Broadbrim and went toward the ranch dwelling. Two hours later, the relief came around, and old Broadbrim marched back to the house. Already he was a hero. His comrades received him with demonstrations of delight, and he was overwhelmed with words of praise. But it was when he entered the presence of Beldemona and stood before her that he feared for his safety. Her lustrous eyes looked him over from head to foot, and he heard her questions about the fight with the bandits. He answered all with coolness, and all the while was watched by Merle, who stood near and confirmed his story. "'It's all right so far,' thought old Broadbrim. "'I'm the hero of the hour, but let them find me out, or even suspect me, "'and my life won't be worth the snuffing of a tallow dip. "'I am in the lion's den, and I must play out my hand coolly. "'It is no time for fear. "'I must lose no nerve in this new death trap.' "'Merle McCrae was about to quit the room "'when a horse stopped in front of the ranch house, "'and the next moment footsteps sounded on the porch. "'As he reached the door, it was opened in his face, "'and a young man, who showed signs of hard riding, came in and caught Merle's eye. "'Oh, it's you, is it, Tom?' cried the villain. "'Yes, I've a letter from Logan. He told me to spare no time but to get it to you at once. It came to the post office this afternoon, and he gave it to me for prompt delivery.' Merle, with a face full of eagerness, took the letter which the youth extended and withdrew a hurried glance at Bell. "'You fight like a prince,' said she, looking at old Bradbrim, who had taken in the messenger and the letter.' It's a pleasure to know that one's fortunes are in such good hands at Round Robin Ranch. Some time you will tell me about your career, for Merle says you have traveled a great deal. Old Broadbrim bowed. At any time you care to hear my story, it is at your disposal, he answered. 
mine has not been a very exciting life. I learned to shoot in the States when we used to have brushes with both bear and Indian. Accept the thanks of Beldemona, said the ranch queen. Consider yourself engaged for life here. Round Robin Ranch is proud to have such a protector. The detective looked out of the window at that moment and caught a glimpse of a face on the porch among the vines. He could not help starting at it, for it was the face of a woman with two glittering basilisk eyes. Beldemona did not see it, for she was looking at the new guard. As for Merle, who had withdrawn to another room, he stood at a little table with the recently arrived letter in his hand. It's from Danny. I know his writing, he said. I wonder what the old man has to say. In another second, he had torn open the letter, and one glance sufficed. In that glance, he had read these terrible lines. Be on your guard. I have just looked into the pit and it is empty. The man who fell into it the other night is not there, and I have thrown a light to the bottom of it. So look for him near you by this time, if he is a Scotland yarder. Old Danny. Out of the pit? No wonder all semblance of color left Merle's face. No wonder he looked up with white lips that quivered like the leaves of the aspen. Look out for him near Ranch Robin. Where should he look? Whom should he suspect? He read the letter again and then crushed it in his hand. I'll find him if he comes here, he hissed. I have crossed the ocean to live again and not to fall into the hands of the shadower. I'll be ready for him. I'll find this man if he is to be found. But how did he get out? Perhaps he never fell into the place. That must be it. Why didn't I look for myself before quitting Melbourne? But never mind. I'm safe here. A moment later he came back into the room with the calmest of faces, and his gaze caught old Broadbrib's countenance, which stood the ordeal like a stoic's. It was a terrible moment. End of chapter 10